Welcome back to America's leading higher education podcast network, the EdUp Experience, where we make education your business. This is EdUp Edge, the STEM edition, committed to bringing you great conversations with some of the most talented minds. I'm your host, Dr. Tamonte Leary. Hello, welcome to the Ed Up Edge STEM podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tamonte Leary, and I'm delighted to have my colleague and friend, Aliyah Aaron on today, who has a tremendous body of work. Uh, and I'm so excited to have her on to share more about the great work that she's doing and her awesome background. Um, Aliyah, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me on, Tamonte. I'm grateful to be here to, to share with you today. Yes, yes. I'm so excited to have you on um, and excited to work with you on some other stuff we're doing. But we're here today. We're here to talk about um, all things STEM mm -hmm. uh, related to um, the, the, the wonderful work you're doing. And so just you're doing you're doing so much you've got you 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 accomplished so much um let's go ahead and just kind of if you could can you share with our audience and our mm -hmm. listeners a little bit about your background you know where you're from um, sure you know kind of how it how it all started for you and then you know we'll we'll uh continue to to talk about up until you know the present day what we got going on Okay, you know, sure. I love to. I'm, I'm, I love to share and uh, learn from other people's journeys. So I share a little bit about mine. So as I said, um, my name is Aaliyah Aaron for all of those listening. And um, I am originally from North Carolina, which is funny, right? Because we're both we we're both from North Carolina. So I am a registered nurse. And um, I grew up in North Carolina, went to school in North Carolina. After high school, I decided to study nursing. So I went and obtained my bachelor's in science and nursing from Winston-Salem State University. And I've I focused on adult nursing because I really wanted to help make a change in healthcare. Um, and I knew I could do that with a clinical background starting off. So I, I graduated nursing school took my first job working as an ICU nurse in uh, Concord. And from there, it was nonstop. You know, I, I saw the light and I wanted to continue my studies. So I, um, I worked for about a year and a half or so at a hospital down there. And then I went on to work as a travel nurse. And I traveled all across the U.S. for different periods of time, you know, three months here, six months there. I've worked in so many different hospitals as a critical care nurse, I really enjoyed that because it allowed me to see the various communities in which healthcare was being served and to populate, work with different populations, and then also to really learn more about the healthcare system in the U.S. So I think around, around 2005, I decided to further my studies and I went back to school and uh, received a master's in health systems. It was a master's of science in health systems management and with a focus on health policy. And with that, I really wanted to expand my understanding of how the various um, policies are 
being made that really impact our care at hand. And, all, and also um, I focused on technology. So how technology was going to be, because back then, you know, we were still, we were using technology, but it, it wasn't firsthand, particularly in healthcare, how the impact of technology was really gonna um, impact care. So I, um, while I was in graduate school, actually, I was working as a researcher. I was a nurse researcher for NIH, so the National Institute of um, Health. I worked in the clinical laboratory and with the clinical scientists on developing new novel, you know, therapeutics for um, various various uh, treatments. So we studied, um, you know, cancer treatment, um, looking at how to, you know, some of the drug developments and some of the the tech, some of the modalities that we could use to really help cure some of those elements. And working with some of the principal investigators, most of all had PhDs and. It was very, very, very heavy um, on STEM, right? I really enjoyed that. And that helped me to bridge my knowledge, you know, from the clinical side to working as a researcher and then also bringing in that technology side. So talk about, you know, a life, a career is full of um, advances in the science and technology world, right? And I, I continued to work as a researcher until I graduated, and then I moved into working um, full-time in the technology space, where I took my clinical background and merged it with technology. And at that time, you know, I became a, what we call a clinical informaticist or nurse informaticist, right? And now what is informatics? What is that? I was talking to you about that a little earlier. Right. Um, a lot of people may not know what it is and it sounds it sounds a little intimidating actually. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> right. You know, to, to really break it down, informatics is just really the science, the science of how we use data, you know, information, how we share knowledge. Um, and when you combine that informat in that that information sharing, that data information sharing with a specific specialty. So for instance, I'm a nurse. And then I study the science of data and information knowledge that makes me a nurse informaticist when, when I focus specifically on that, right? <clears throat> or clinical informaticist, if you will. Um, and so we look at how the data sharing um, can impact the various aspects of nursing practice or healthcare practice or so in, that's health informatics, right? You have health informatics, clinical informatics, nursing informatics, pharmacy informatics, right? There's different disciplines and then combined with the informatics practice. And There's I, various I aspects. That when, 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 when we're talking informatics and data, when we're talking mm -hmm. about um, healthcare uh, equity or inequity rather. Right. Um, and addressing those disparities that that it's crucial and critical and, 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 uh, you know, as a part of that, part of that, uh, addressing those, those disparities and those inequities. Is, well, it has been that. part of my research for sure, because, um, as a, right, as a female, as a black woman, particularly in the tech field, in the healthcare field, 
I have really focused on looking at how to eradicate healthcare disparities, how to improve underserved communities, as well as how to utilize technology and how to leverage technology to bring, to bring better access, right? And so when I talk about um, health informatics as a nurse, as a nurse informaticist, I'm really looking at you know, the intersection of these, the people, right? The, the community, the technology, the data, and looking at how those pieces put together can really help us improve the safety and equality of patient care that we, that we're given out, right? And the outcomes that we're looking for from a health disparity standpoint, I do a lot of research um, in looking at the community in which I live here in South Florida, particularly through um, my nonprofit, the Center for Health Tech Research, Innovation and Policy. And so can, I made Can you talk a little, can you, can you talk more about your nonprofit, please? We're gonna sure. go ahead, since you mentioned it, let's go ahead and yeah. um, can you repeat, number one, repeat the name of it and tell us mm -hmm. more about it. Okay, the, um, so the, it's the Center for Health Tech, Innovation and Policy, and it's basically a nonprofit. And I'll take one step back. Um, one of my companies, the Nursing Innovation Hub, is the focus, the focal point. And Nursing Innovation Hub is a health tech accelerator that really helps work with those entrepreneurs and innovators, those that are, you know, in that deep tech and those STEM areas that are developing for the future of healthcare, right? It's called NEHUB, so, right? We're going to get there too, but yeah. you're going right into it. So yeah. you're making it easy for me. That's perfect. So NEHUB, you're the founder and CEO of NEHUB. Um, mm -hmm. What is, is there a website for NEHUB or? Uh, there is. What, what is the website for it? So the website is Innovate nursehub.com all one word innovate nursehub.com and a knee hub is or ni hub if you call it is nursing innovation hub and it's a health tech accelerator that um, acts as a resource hub with an online platform that connects entrepreneurs aspiring innovators um, that are building for the future of health leveraging technology to do so and it's a collaborative and part of our work and our mission with uh, Nursing Innovation Hub is to make sure that we drive healthcare delivery into the community, utilizing technology and new novel, um, you know, new novel approaches. And we do that through our nonprofit arm. And that's where we were, that's where I was talking about the nonprofit arm, which is the Center for Health Tech Research, Innovation and Policy. Um, also known as CH Trip, right? And it's a nonprofit service research and education center. Um, we're really focused on improving the health and promoting access to public health services for underserved communities. Um, our mission is really partnering with local organizations, um, state, local, um, you know partnerships that can really help drive these initiatives, such as um, bringing more science and technology into the classroom for those underserved communities, such as developing health and wellness programs for those underserved neighborhoods, as well as from a policy aspect, looking at how we can develop these new innovative solutions and also look to change 
the policy and planning aspect of how we can do this on a federal level. So it's many different focus areas, but very much as you can see, all of my work is centered and core around, you know, STEM, right? Um, yes, and I yes. love it. <laughs> and, and I see, you know, as a North Carolina native like myself. Well, actually, were you were you born in North Carolina? Or just, no, actually, uh, I was born in. You ready for this? I was born in Costa Rica. Look, I oh wow, Costa Rica. I'm a Caribbean okay. girl. <laughs> Love it. Okay, well, but still, you 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 know, we'll still take the fact that you were, you know, you you, you were educated in North Carolina, right? Oh, you, I was raised. You were raised. Well, I was raised and educated all, and I'm a North Carolina girl, though. Yes, yeah. ma'am, and 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 clearly. The irony of us both being uh, right. Oh, I'm from Charlotte, right? I, what, what area were you raised in? I'm from Charlotte too. Went to um, all the you know elementary school. Graduated from West Charlotte High School. Well, <laughs> that is right. We, we, okay, so yeah, we graduated from the same high school. We're from. We're mm -hmm. both from Charlotte. I also graduated from West Charlotte High School. We're going. We're getting a diverting a little bit, but this, right. is, this is worth mentioning. And, you know, uh, amazing that I would have a guest that's, you know, same high school alumni, uh, West Charlotte, go Lions. Right. Uh, I'm class of uh, 98. I don't mind sharing that. I guess we're getting class away. of 96 here. And you're class of 96. So, you know, mm -hmm. you came out, came a little before me. But at the end of the day, we know about that lion pride. Um, that's right. And, and even, even more irony, uh, I believe we're both in uh, mm -hmm. South Florida now, right? So we both yes. went to, we both from, from Charlotte, went to West Charlotte, and we're both in South Florida. I both think in Miami. South Florida. Yeah. So I love it. Love the fact that, you know, that Carolina love, that Tar Heel embrace. Um, and you now when it comes to, and I, and I see that you, you got some, some roots in the, in the DMV area too. It looks like mm -hmm. you did a lot of work there and you, you know, so you've got some, you know, this kind of Southeast on lock here. What about <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to this accelerator program, mm -hmm. is this, is it like a national program? Is this for uh, mostly for South Florida or Florida? How does, you know, anyone who's interested, yeah. uh, you know, what's the reach of the accelerator, I guess? Sure. No, I'll tell you. So through Nurse Innovation Hub and our business accelerator, we are um, headquartered here in South Florida, right? But our reach is national. Our reach is global, right? So we work with entrepreneurs and aspiring innovators, um, you know, tech enthusiasts that are building for healthcare throughout. And we, we provide um, programs here in South Florida, as well as virtual that get, that allows us to extend our reach. I mean, we have, you know, founders that we work with in Brazil, you know, from Ghana, from England, you name it, from Australia. We have a couple from Australia that one that was just in our first cohort. And so we're able to, um, through the use of technology, we're able to extend our reach, which has been so exciting and allowing us to, to, you know, work with different parts of the world. Amazing. I, I love to hear that. Um, who are, who are some of your mentors or, mm -hmm. you know, inspirations for, you know, the work that you're doing? I mean, I, I guess even, you know, rewind, like who is, who inspired you to, to go into nursing? Like who are your, who, who are your early influences there? Do you have any? You know what? You know who, how I got in nursing? So funny. I 
initially was aspiring to be a teacher. Well, I'll back that up. I was, when I was younger, I was going to open my own salon and be a cosmetologist because I always, I love that creative side, that health and wellness, right? And then I decided I was going to be a teacher because my father is an educator and taught in the Carolina public school system for a long time. And then I went, I graduated and headed off to college. My parents took me to college. First day of college, we were signing up and we had to declare our major. And I said, well, I don't know what I want to do now. My mom said, be a nurse. And I said, I don't know anything about nursing. She said, be a nurse because healthcare is a broad, you know, it has a broad opportunity. And uh, I mean, can bring a broad opportunity. You should go into nursing. So I said, okay, I'll try it. And that's how I signed into nursing. And so I always credit my mom for, um, you know, give me that advice and suggesting that, yeah, suggesting I go into nursing. And that is how I began my journey into the science. Um, and I really enjoyed it. You know, I studied anatomy, physiology, all the biologies, the microbiologies, statistics, and all of those um, to obtain what, my what degree. Was your, uh, what was your favorite science subject? Anatomy and physiology. And, and why yeah. is that? Because I really enjoyed learning about the body and all the intricate parts and how it works is fascinating, right? You know, especially now with my, um, my specialty being critical care, learning how the body works, you know, how the heart and the kidneys and the lung function and what happens if you get a, you know, get it infection and how it, you know, how that, um, how it all, it's all interrelated, right? So I really enjoyed learning anatomy and physiology when I was an undergrad and also um, studying just general biology because I, it was all new to me. It was very fascinating. Um, I really enjoyed that. And then as I went on with my studies, I actually started my PhD in nursing research while I was in grad, while, when I finished graduate school and was working as a researcher with my keen interest on healthcare disparities. Um, I put it on pause, but I will continue my study. But my interest with that was to continue on to look at how we can develop new, you know, new science-based uh, solutions to help again eradicate disparities. Because as you know, in the African American community in which we live, we have the highest rates of heart disease, kidney, you know, kidney failure, um, and a lot of comorbidities. And so, it takes researchers and scientists to really look at developing these new solutions that can really help us target understanding, um, you know, the different different sciences and mechanisms that we can target certain disorders with that hit our community hard. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something I haven't done before, but I'm gonna make a a, a statement, and you, okay. I'm gonna let you respond to it. Uh, the clinical practice side of nursing versus mm -hmm. the research side of nursing. Mm -hmm. Tell me about it. You've got, uh, <laughs> I guess, experience on both sides. I mean, clearly, right. like you said, it's a profession where you 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 can do a lot, right? Mm -hmm. um, what is um, well, you know, I, I guess what is your, you have a lot of experience on the research side. Mm -hmm. um, clearly to get your, your degree, you had to, you know, demonstrate, you know, on, on the clinical practice side of things. I know a little, little bit, but what, 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 do, what do you resonate most with, I guess, or what, 
Um, do you have a preference of one yeah. over the other or how do, well, do you, you know, how do you, how honestly, do they, you know, I guess relate to each other? So it's related to think of how, what I, what I want to say, but I, mm -hmm. I guess that's, I guess that's how I want to ask it. <laughs> right. Well, no, it's good because I tell you this. So <clears throat> nursing itself is a science, right? So nursing research is evidence-based practice and clinical practice is what you're doing. You're practicing that evidence base, right? And so take it, you know, take, take this um, scenario. So as a critical care nurse, which is my background, um, and as a researcher, I'm able to understand the why this patient is sick, right? And with my research background, I'm able to not only just understand why they're sick, but I'm also able to implement these evidence-based practices that I've learned through the education into really bringing about an improvement in that patient's process from a, a systematic um, manner to really looking at the patient's problem to determining a safe plan of action, initiating, um, you know, outcomes. So you can't have the practice of nursing without understanding the science behind it, you know, the evidence as to why certain things are happening. And that's why I like nursing research. And that's also why I really have a keen interest on the technology side too, because you, you practice it, you study it, you practice it, and then you go beyond your reach with technology because before we were really utilizing technology in our practice area, we only could study our population here, that, that's here, you know, within your area. Now with technology, you can have um, a patient in the U.S. and have an epidemiologist or <clears throat> a radiologist in Australia that's looking at that patient's chest ray, chest x-ray exams and determining <clears throat> diagnosis and of the patient's um, conditions and ailments and things like that because you were able to utilize that telehealth, right? So it all plays in together, but nursing research has been a growing field over the years and the body of knowledge has developed and that helps us to really expand our scope of practice when we're working with the population. Now you mentioned a buzzword for me, which was telehealth. Mm -hmm. um, where do you see the future of telehealth? And clearly it's evolving. Um, how can it benefit uh, communities of color and underserved communities? Oh my goodness, telehealth is, is such a, um, right now it's a buzzword, but you know, we've been, we've been touting telehealth for a long time, but it's taken a while for it to catch on. And then when COVID hit, everyone became aware of it, but we've been using telehealth for years now, especially in rural areas where there, we have a, a lack of practitioners and providers for services. And so telehealth is really blowing up right now and not just for rural areas or underserved communities, um, but for, for areas that are highly populated, but we just have, we don't have enough, enough uh, staff, enough providers with COVID precautions it still allows us to be able to diagnose and treat patients in the community without them having to come into a facility to be seen. So it's, 
it's novel. It's great. I love it. Now, I'm going to pivot a little, a little bit. This is something that's near and dear to me, even mm -hmm. though I didn't attend the HBCU. But another irony is uh, that you, I didn't share is that my mother attended mm -hmm. the same HBCU that you did, which oh is Salem State University. And she was I a majorette. She's got pictures of her twirling her baton and uh -huh. her awesome uh, outfit that they wear, even still to this day in the marching band. I have to show you some old pictures. But oh with goodness. that being said, yeah, isn't that amazing? Um, go to Salem State University. Right. With that being said, um, Let's let's talk about HBCUs for a second. Let's let's talk in particular let's about do it. your experience uh, attending HBCU, your HBCU experience. Um, how you know not only did you attend HBCU, but you literally um, you know you got your BSN you know at an HBCU. You know how might that have compared to maybe attending another institution? But you know if you if you want to share any aspects about your um, experience attending a historically black college and university, which I'm a huge fan of. Mm -hmm. um, and, and just how how you feel that may have, you know, benefited, benefited you, you know, had you um, versus had you not. Listen, my experience with attending with some state university and HBCU was like none other because I didn't attend an HBCU for graduate, any of my graduate education. Um, so what I can say is that HB, HBCU prepares you for it, it prepares you for a world outside of the classroom in a more intricate environment because we have smaller classes that allows us to be more personable with our professors, get to know our students, and I mean, get to know our, our fellow students and get more involved. Not saying that you can't have that at the larger schools, but H HBCUs pride themselves on that. The smaller classes, the more intimate discussions, and it's a family environment. And so you don't feel, you know, I was 17, you know, 18 years old coming out of high school, going into college and not knowing anybody and where I am. You don't feel alone. You have a family environment that raises you up and teaches you and educates you to, you enter to learn the part to serve. And I carry that mission with me and that, that mission with me as I go throughout my career and to help others understand the, um, the environment of the HBCU, because oftentimes is when someone says, oh, I'm going to an HBCU, people say, why, why go there? Why, why don't go to another school, you know? And there's a lot of negative light sometimes shed on it, but I had such a positive experience. I have nothing but good things to say. And through my work, through my career, through my efforts, I have done a lot of work with HBCUs to really uplift and educate the students on opportunities outside of the traditional routes that they take, such as nursing, such as biology, and what they can do with those degrees. Um, so yeah, it's HBCUs really prepare their students well, given their intimate environments, um, and the the professors really do show that. Yeah, and that so that individualized attention mm -hmm. that. Um, you as an HBCU student received from in, in every class, it sounds like from each of your professors yes. was was really pivotal in, in preparing Absolutely. you and preparing you for for success. And it's really important that uh, everyone realizes that that our listeners realize that I actually did not attend the HBCU, mm -hmm. um, so I can't relate to that experience. Right? I was, right. I, was a, I was a number in amongst hundreds of students, literally, mm -hmm. uh, my freshman classes at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. But mm -hmm. um, 
That's uh, an amazing insight. And uh, thank you so much. You have also um, some important uh, licenses and certifications as well. Mm -hmm. um, what, what can you share some of those that that, uh, that you possess as well? And then um, definitely want to want to tell our listeners how they can support your work and how they can get in touch with you as well. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. I'm a registered nurse, so I'm licensed in the state board through the state board of Florida. I also have a I'm a licensed in advanced cardiac life support, which is through the American Heart Association. Um, it's a course that builds upon life-saving skills, critical life-saving skills. I'm also um, a BCLS, which is basic life support certified, which I encourage all of our listeners to obtain. Um, this could be life-saving for any and everyone. You never know who or what is around you, the training. You can get it through the American Heart Association. Um, and then also, um, I'm a critical care nurse and sitting for my critical care um, RN certification coming up in a week. And so I'm excited about that. It's just a build upon my knowledge and skill. I'm also, I sit on a various of uh, boards, nonprofit boards, as well as some of the startup boards um, through some of the uh, technology startup companies that I work with, very involved with a lot of the um, larger incubator accelerators throughout the country, um, especially here in Miami and in the Austin community. So very well connected. I love what I do. I love my, my, the way that my career has taken me starting off with my, uh, my studies in science and nursing into where I am now. And how can folks get in touch with you? Um, I guess let's start with your personal, okay. um, you know, social media handles, and then, you know, please share your uh, company, um, you know, website and social media as well. Um, sure. I, I, so, I don't even think you mentioned uh, if you have any upcoming boot camps or anything. I know you had one a couple of months ago. Uh, you even had a feature. Um, congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, but anything that you have upcoming as well, make sure to share with our listeners, please. Okay, you can get in contact with me through our InnovateNurseHub.com website. Um, you also can contact me through our um, Instagram account is at Nursing Innovation Hub on Instagram, as well as our Facebook, which is Nursing Innovation on Facebook. And then also uh, we have our, or you can email me directly at aaron at innovatenursehub.com. I love to hear feedback and questions, always open to conversation. Um, on Twitter as well at NNIHub, that's our Twitter handle. And we have a lot of great programs coming up for the fall. We're going to be rolling out um, with some of our partner organizations. We have, um, some innovator nurse innovator startup boot camps that will will start launching registration in August and the boot camp will will most likely be in the towards the middle of October 1st of November and then with some of our partner organizations we're running our master class series geared towards innovators and entrepreneurs um, from the various walks of life from aspiring to some that have already established 
businesses that want to come back and learn more about how to accelerate their businesses. So stay tuned, follow us on our social accounts, um, link up with us and contact us through our website. Love to hear, you know, get on our newsletter, um, get on our newsletter um, feed, and then we'll love to stay in contact with you. I'm looking forward to all the work that we can collaborate with Tamanti as well. Thanks for joining. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking to, to the uh, stuff that we've got planned in the future as well. We've got some cool stuff going on just mm -hmm. the beginning, actually. So folks, stay tuned for that. And before we uh, close, uh, I'd like to give opportunity to, you know, if you have any closing words, any uh, thing you'd like to leave our listeners with or, um, you know, uh, yeah. especially, especially any, you know, potentially uh younger folks that may be listening and, and, and interested in um you know some similar uh you know a similar career path or just you know trying to figure it all out um, yeah. do you have anything any any closing words yeah i like to say always stay inquisitive you know always um always stay asking questions because what you as a as a, a youngster, what I thought I was doing, wanted to do is not what I ended up doing. And who knows where I'll be 10, 12 years from now. So keep learning, keep growing, keep asking questions, keep listening to Ed Up STEM podcast, right? Keep finding out more. Um, learn, learn as much as you can. Explore the STEM field. There's a lot of work to be done in this area. There's a lot of volunteer opportunity that you can get involved with early on to find out what piques your interest. I know I volunteer still with a lot of organizations um, here in South Florida and some national with some of the, the STEM programs. Um, and, and so I just always encourage those that are younger to really ask those questions, learn more about the science and technology and engineering field and um, how, how it can apply to your future. That, hey, uh, I think that's some great closing words, some great advice for everybody. And with that, Aaliyah, I really, really appreciate you coming on the Ed Up Ed STEM podcast today with me. I love it. Yeah, it was a pleasure having you on. You dropped some some uh, awesome knowledge and, and, and gems for our listeners. I really appreciate you for that. Uh, until next time, everybody, thank you for listening. And uh, again, thank you, Aaliyah. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye, everybody. You've been listening to another episode of Ed Up Edge, the STEM edition with your host, Dr. Tamonte Leary. You can follow me on LinkedIn and please leave a rating review and subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Until next time, thanks for listening.